Hello and welcome to the All Blacks edition, episode nine. Wow, we're nearly yeah. into double figures. Uh, isn't it? Isn't it great? Uh, we've managed to keep it going for this long uh, already. Jeez, and uh, we've come to the end of the June window. Obviously, the All Blacks won three nil against France, so we'll be going over that tonight. And joining me, it is like having a bit of a family kind of reunion because. Uh, and uh, he's not actually on screen yet, but here he comes. Steve is back. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm very good. I was waiting for a, a much bigger intro for someone more important there, but I'll take it. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, thanks for having me back. Uh, it's good. been a while since I've been on the old show. So uh, uh, good to be back, and um, hello to everyone out there in the internet world again. Good to see you. Internet world, eh? And the man... Got to be hip with the kids. The, <laughs> get on down. Down. Um. Oh, no. No, don't. Took it too far. Too far. You get to always just push push that limit, hey? And, uh, and and the man who you can see the silhouette of because he's got no lighting, uh, even though it's I do, but it, his time. It's Herman. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. What, what is... Damn. Actually, this, I shouldn't complain. I, I live in Thailand, and, it, and it's usually warm, but it's been actually raining for over 10 days in a row now. It's actually... Yeah, it's going to come a big shower very soon again. So that's what... I have every light on. I have no curtains at all. I mean... <laughs> and, and I can't go. I can't go outside and do a show because I will get wet very quickly. Whereas here, I mean, it's probably it's probably about minus twenty down uh, where we're still. Yeah, oh, come on. And, uh, I, I, I realized I should not go over complaining about it being cold and rainy here. You know, I, I knew it was a bad move, but it's <laughs> <laughs> always sunny in Southland. What are you talking about? Sunny yeah, yeah, South. I know. It's dark. It's night time. There's no. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, fair point. I'll take that. During the daytime, it's always sunny. Yeah. What can I do to make it more? <laughs> always sunny in the south. Hey, there we go. So, um, but apparently we do have something to be. Sorry, sorry I'm just going on a tangent here. The rest of New Zealand have got something to say. Thank you to uh, Invercargill uh, and the the Deep South too. The apparently the, the Southern Alps down there are blocking all the clouds, and that's why actually. There is this. There is, there is no clouds across the rest of the country. All the clouds coming from the south has been blowing up. And if you take a, take a if you look at a satellite image, both sides of New Zealand have got lot, lots of cloud going through them. And, and because of the Southern Alps, it's stopped the cloud across New Zealand. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for taking take for taking one for the team. Well, I thought you were going to say thank you for a great Highlanders versus French Barbarians game on the weekend. <laughs> great hosting by the good old. Uh, Rugby Park down in Chicago, but no. Um, well, do you just you just give credit to the West Coast instead because that's where the Southern Alps are, not anywhere near Southland. It's okay. That's <laughs> details. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. did, you, did you make the game at the weekend? Jesus, no. I was preoccupied, as, as most people would know. Uh, yeah, life has been pretty um, not the greatest recently, so. Yeah. Right, yeah, unfortunately not. Uh, yeah, would have liked to have gone to the All Blacks game straight afterwards and done that as well. But um, yep, uh, life had other plans, sadly. So yep, stick it to life. So positive now, all positive. <laughs> so um, on that, we've we've I've, I must say, I've heard this heard this already from Herman, but I'll ask him again. But I'll start with you first, though. Thoughts, comments on the third test then? As uh, and uh, just because it's been said on the channel before, who cares? Well, let's go over it all over again because this is the All Blacks show. Steve, what are your right, thoughts? Well, I, I can go first since I probably I haven't really given my thoughts on any of the tests so far in, the, in any of your videos. I don't think. No. So no, not mine. overall, the whole series for me was um, disappointment, disappointment, 
and maybe a little bit of what we actually wanted to see in the third test, followed up by um, ultimately what we thought was going to happen throughout the whole three tests. Um, I was, I'd have to say, on the other side of things, from the French perspective, I was impressed. Um, I thought they had plenty of opportunity to really drop their heads, plenty of opportunity to go down and be like, oh, let's go back home. (laughs) You know, to be all that down, depressed, sort of, you know, when things don't go their way, France, that we're used to seeing. But no, you've got to be impressed by the way they didn't do that. They kept positive. Um, Man down, they probably played their best rugby of the series, arguably, maybe of the first half of the third test. But um, overall, I think they were pretty good. Um, That third test, so yeah, much, much like I think... That whole series, we expected it to be. First half was nice and competitive. Uh, we've seen the French really do have some players who can really foot it at this level, as we know they do. But most people in New Zealand don't see them, which is the real shame about it. Um, but on the All Blacks side of thing, I think it was a good series. Uh, blooded a few good players. Um, learned about a lot of players. Uh, learned a lot about the team. And uh, just a good start to the international season, you could say, overall. And I'd... It's what I expected from the series overall. If just that third test, the All Blacks is too good over that full 80-minute uh, period. You went disappointment, disappointment, and then kind of the what you were, what you were wanting to see. Mm-hmm. I I still think that the obviously the refereeing blocking decision um, marred that game as well. It made it a bit of a disappointing game uh, as well, personally. But but yeah, not to the same degree as we saw in the first two, certainly. Yeah, you can say that, but I think overall the factors that we had. 15 men on 15 men. Both sides were pretty competitive for the most part. Um, yeah, I mean, you name, a, name a test match. Name a Super Rugby game that hasn't been marred by referees recently. I mean, we just got to get used to it, I'm afraid. It's just going to be the way things go. Um, and that could have been worse. I mean, we could have got yellow cards flying out everywhere. I mean, it's just it was just good to see a full match going at it, pretty much. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say disappointment on the first two tests. Disappointment not not on the teams or the players, but disappointment on the way that the matches uh, played out. No, um, yes, totally. No. Yeah, like I think I think France overall played really really well. I think the second test, the All Blacks just red card. They just went snooze time, and um, they played terrible. Um, but they knew, you know, ultimately fourteen men that they could play at you know eighty percent, seventy percent, sixty percent, and still grind out whatever horrible, ugly victory it was. They could still do that. So um, that was a bit lazy, I think, poor on their side of things, if you're going to be critical. But um, they did what they had to do, and they took the win. But, um, yeah, I, I I like to watch the game. Like, I know most people who watch my stuff know this. I like to watch the spectacle of two teams playing a game of rugby against each other. Yes, I'm from New Zealand. I support the All Blacks, you know, things like that. But um, if this series ended up with a, a 22-23, you know, win to the All Blacks, I'm probably the happiest guy around because that is a close competitive test match it was exciting to watch there was action um hopefully no referee dramas but you know just that overall matchup and i don't care if it's spain playing belgium if it's a good game you know oh, i'm happy that's what i enjoy about the whole thing so um disappointed good to see the all blacks win but overall disappointing that it wasn't a nice competitive environment and uh, and the first two test matches yep true herman your thoughts on the the third match well, uh, I'm with Steve. Especially the first half was really entertaining. If we can get, if that was the stuff we would get from all three tests, then we will have a proper test series because that's, that's basically the reason why I watch rugby and spend a lot of time watching rugby to see that kind of play. But I, it was doomed to fail for the French because uh, 
They, I think you can probably take this back to the top 14 where the players are because they don't play up-tempo rugby for 80 minutes in the top in the top 14. So they just can't maintain that. They just can't maintain it. It's the, there's no way a French team can play like that for 80 minutes against all backs. But what could, um, from a, if you're looking on the All Blacks from a, from opponent's point of view, it is interesting that if you can sustain that kind of uh, pressure and intensity on the All Blacks for 80 minutes, then yes, you can beat them. You can beat them for sure. So that's, that's like one, so this thing that the All Blacks are invincible. I know they're not, but yes, you have, you have to bring it for 80 minutes if you can, if you want to beat them. So, but I, about the referee thing, I think, it's disappointing, but I think it was more in the shadow that of other disappointing referees. It was like, oh, like more, this was by far the least one. Like, this was not the major one, but it was more like not again, you know. I mean, you can't we just for once just be able to focus on the rugby? But no, that was not to be. But so, yeah, I mean, good to see Allbacks playing some proper champagne rugby, rugby in, the, in the second half. Good to see Rico getting a hat trick. A lot, I mean, actually, they, they put on some real nice moves there. But well, h- how impressed should they be? Because that French side, they looked they looked nagged, nagged after like fifty minutes. I say, yeah, totally. And that's it's the end of a very <clears> long <throat> season for them, as you say. Their their domestic competition doesn't suit that style of play, and we shouldn't be really be surprised that they they ran out of steam towards the end. That's uh, that's, that's that's fully to be expected. And before we move on to question two. Just going to ask all the people out there, uh, please hit that like button. If you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button. Obviously, if you're listening to the uh, podcast, then obviously subscribe as well. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Really do appreciate having you um, here. And finally, if there's any questions you would like us to go over in this uh, in the show, look uh, on, on YouTube in the live chat. Hit that dollar dollar button. Um, I think you can do it for as little as a dollar. Uh, put a question in there, and any questions that come through that super chat, we will talk about as long as they are all blacks related. Um, I don't, no questions. Damn, am I, was, I, am I, was, I had a couple for you here before on these, on <laughs> these shows. <laughs> Moving on to, um, to 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 the question two. So what we're going to do now is we're going to run through the all black squad as um, according to Wikipedia. Um, so obviously it's going to be one hundred percent accurate. There's already one player I've noticed. I don't think he's on here. Um, and we're, as collectively, we're going to say, uh, have a quick chat out of the player. Have they risen up the pecking order, dropped down the pecking order, or are they back where they, are they kind of where they status, status quo, status uh, as it were. So first up, we're going to go from, uh, from, from the top of the list to the bottom of the list. So hookers first, Nathan Harris. How, how do you think his, his, uh, his junior internationals went? Uh, overall, I think hookers, on the overall scheme of things, pretty much for me were steady, flatlined. I don't think yeah, Harris played all right. I think, yeah, they, yeah, it's, it's not much to really sound it really. I think they played well. They didn't play poorly, but I think that that level of expectation on on the hookers is pretty high, and especially when you see like the Dan Cole sort of player that we've had in the past, if we ever see him again. But that sort of style of play, that level of play, is definitely something you expect. And I don't think they exceeded that by any stretch, but I think they played a decent fist of it. Um, so I'd give them a, a pass, but um, I don't think either of them really promoted each other above the other, if, if there's any sense to, to confusing those two words around. I give him a pass too. I, I, give, I give Cody I give <coughs> Harris a pass, but I think Cody Taylor... 
uh, Reese mentioned. Oh, we're going to talk them all through. Okay, yeah, fine. But Cody Taylor definitely up up his stock. Well, because Steve, 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 Steve just went and talked about both of them. See, so that's why I was. Uh, that's why I was all right, right, I've right. ruined it. Nathan, <laughs> yeah, he's ruined it. He hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't followed the formula, but never mind. Nathan Harris, I agree. Yeah, basically, he 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 maintained his place in the pecking order. Uh, yeah, no way was he potentially challenging to move up or get above Cody Taylor. Uh, but I don't think he did anything to get himself dropped or, or, or leapfrogged by another player either. Uh, whereas Cody Taylor, I think, really cemented himself as the number two uh, and, and was a lot better uh, than Harris. Uh, will he? I, mean, I, I, I still think Dane Coles will get his opportunity to come back uh, and be the number one. Don't get me wrong. But I, I, th- I thought Cody Taylor had a really good game, uh, a really good couple of games, uh, especially for someone who a lot of people, um, when, he got, when he got that first test against Samoa, everyone was like, oh, Here's a uh, here's a one cap wonder. Uh, he's never going to get to play again. Uh, and to, for for him to rack, he's racked up thirty two caps now. I think he's definitely nailed nailed himself on as being number two, uh, and uh, enabled Lefty to start when 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 Dane Coles is injured. Yeah, but I think Cody Taylor is a little bit hard done because before Dane, Dane Coles got injured, I mean he was spectacular. You know, that's the that's the best. Out. He and, Ma- and Ma- Malcolm Mark, but he's a very different player, so let's leave him out. But Dan Coles, especially on, on attack, it's the best hooker i ever seen. I mean, he took it to the next level. <coughs> and, Cody, and we keep comparing that pretty much with Cody Taylor. doesn't matter about how good he plays, but ah, but yet, you know, there's, there's still room for him. But I think he had, like, prop in a proper way, really, like, cemented that he is the starting hooker for the All Blacks. And that, that actually, Dan Coles... He's got to be, he better bring back his old form if he wants that uh, number two jersey again. I don't think it's a given he's just going to walk in and take it back. Especially not when he's been away pretty much for almost two years now. Uh, he, he's going to have to prove that he can play again. As you say, he's been away for two years. <coughs> and, uh, the, uh, and, and especially the second one, which I think is, is it a knee or an ankle that's, that, that's gone this time. So he's going to have to prove that he can actually, he's still got the same, uh, the, the same explosive, explosivity, if that's a word. <laughs> that, that he had before as, as explosive <laughs> um, so that's our two hookers into the uh, the, the props department um, first up Owen Franks on 98 caps uh, still number one didn't do anything really to, 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 to upset the apple cart the F- Franks is the number one prop uh, in the country isn't he like no one's Really close to him. He comes on or he starts. He's he's impactful. The scrum looks strong. It looks good. You know that it could you know potentially cause trouble for the other side, whoever it is they're playing. He's not there. I don't think it's quite got that same threat. It's still solid, but it doesn't have that threat to possibly uh, do things um, to, to turn a ball over or really upset the other side too much. It'll just it'll hold your ball steady, um, but it's not going to to blow over. So I think he's key. He's a key man um, in the front row, especially for the props. I have a little. This is, I, I don't know the answer for this one, but if you, anyone of you or anyone of our listeners or watchers know this, I know it's sort of. But you know when the last time the All Blacks lost the scrum when they're in their own, when they had their own put in, didn't happen all last year. It didn't lose one scrum last year. So we're going back somewhere to 2016. So we're closing into two years before we lost the scrum. Yeah. So. Well, it's, that's pretty amazing. I mean, we talk a lot about all black strengths, you know, all the wrestle dazzle, but here's, here you got some real strength. And to be fair, last year, I mean, when you can see that all black losing a little bit of a puff 
but because of the Lions series, I would say, because they're just getting more and more tired later on the year. Go. That scrum saved Old Bucks Bacon in so many times. They would have lost one or two more tests if it wouldn't have that scrum last year. And it still doesn't get like any praise at all almost. And it's probably one of the best scrums ever in world rugby. Definitely the best scrum in All Blacks history. I should, Ooh. I only watched All Black for 20 Ooh, years. No, but, no, no, no. I'm not, I would not All right, but what's better then? We haven't lost, it's, haven't lost a scrum in almost two years. I, well, they'll have lost them to penalties for every now and then. Um, but, but no, not, not in my own put in. Not in my own put in. They haven't they, lost, not even a free kick. If they have your own put in, they're 100%. Not even a free kick. Oh, I, yes. F- oh, I yes. find that hard to believe. Of course you do. <laughs> I'm a believer. I believe. No, no, no. But, <laughs> no, 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 no Steve's Steve a believer. Um, yeah. No, but go through your mind. That, have you, have you, have you seen? It doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen. All Blacks doesn't lose scrums anymore. I, I will be keeping an eye out from now on. But uh, You check it. Check it out. Here you have another one for Twitter. I gave you one for Twitter yesterday. <laughs> Here you have another one. You love your little... Um, sorry, so we agree is at the top there, and he's part of this a very strong scrum. Joe Moody, I mean, even though both of them got silly bans before the the, the test series, again, I think he's comfortably again the, the starting prop at the other end, other side of the of the front row, and nothing really changed in, in that regard either. I think I don't think he was his best in, in that series, Moody. I think he. You know, probably wasn't his, his best uh, test series at all. But um, yeah, they those guys are your best stunning props. But I think the big thing probably out of this series was was building that depth behind those guys. And I think uh, furthering on what you're talking about just before is the fact that when the All Blacks do go for that, you know, what they consider strength in their scrum is the fact that they look after their own ball. Like that is strength to them. Attacking the other team's scrum is good when you only have the opportunity, when you, the possibility you can do so. Yes. But you've got to get your own ball back. And if you can't do that, you know, it, does, it doesn't have as much effect if you're turning over the other side's scrum as well. So you could look at Australia's scrum as an example. Yes, sometimes they do get good pushovers and, and turn the ball over at scrum time. But on the other side of things, they're not very as secure when it comes to looking after their own ball. So uh, that's, you, you know, you kind of expect that they'll always get their ball back. So that's really why, like you say, they're not rewarded or, or praised for being able to do that because... You have to put into the scrum. You're just expected to get that out, and and most of the world rugby can't, you know, say the same thing. True. Um, then we have the next. I, guess, I, I might bundle the next uh, lot of lot of props together. Um, Tim Perry, um, Jeffrey Tuamanga Allen, um, Carl um, Twinick Kalafi, um, and big big, followed, Carl. Big, Carl, big, <laughs> big Carl, big Carl, big Carl. Yes. Um, I. Big Carl's always someone who's, who's definitely risen up the pecking order, considering he was a club player before the season started. Yeah, that's fair to say. <laughs> <laughs> you, you probably say Tuanga Fassi, really. I, I don't know how they keep selecting him. He's probably the guy that, to me, is closest to the chopping block. Um, yeah. I mean, even when old KT, we'll call him KT for the, our sanity's sake, um, he, he was pretty effective around the field. His scrummaging was fairly solid. Tuanga Fassi, I, I, I don't see him, and he, he just doesn't seem to have much impact. And for a guy who was fringe, you know, when a new guy comes in and instantly kind of impacts above where he's hitting, um, it's got to make you question it. But um, the depth is definitely growing. Um, Tumar Allen had a little bit of a scamper around, didn't he? Uh, good to see, but he's a, almost a bit of a veteran around around the traps, and he's been around a long, long time for being only 27. 
Um, but yeah, a bit of depth building there. But um, if you had a couple of injuries, you know, if you lost Franks and Moody, uh, yeah. it is an area that question marks quickly would be raised if you've got, you know, two of those four guys there uh, starting. Agree, agree. Yeah, I mean, when you've got, yeah, then Tim Perry didn't even pick up, hasn't even got a, uh, a cap yet. Um, and when you've, when three of your props are from the same team, from the Crusaders, yeah, there's got a, you've got some fairly large question marks around the other teams and their props. Um, <clears throat> when you, you back up all black properties, you back up Crusaders prop, something's wrong, <laughs> um, I'm afraid. Into the locks. Oh, it's, it's weird depth, isn't it, though? I guess you Try them out and get new players. Rotation. I, I can't see Tuanga Fasi lasting the next next series, and he's the Blues guy, and he's a different guy. So, no, and and we, we do have players out clearly props out with injury. So it's going to be depending on who comes back in time for the uh, for the for the for the, for the rugby championship. <clears throat> now, a man, Scott Barrett, a player of the series potentially for the All Blacks. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean. Cemented himself as what the number third lock, or or, or can he actually get himself, or, or will he actually get a starting berth when uh, Ritalik comes back? I I couldn't pick that. I, I said in that last test match, I tweeted out, Ritalik comes back, you've got Whitelock and you've got Barrett. I think Barrett easily the best improved player in this whole squad. And he's the yep. guy who's made the most impact, the most increases. His stocks are right up there. I yeah. mean, I would put him performance-wise on that series. I, I, he's performed better than Sam Whitelock, to be fair. Um, yes. He's outperformed everyone. And, and if you're picking a squad for this weekend and you had Retallick coming back, I'd start Retallick on the bench, to be perfectly honest. He is, I think, the best player, or second row going around, if not one of the best players in the world. But coming back from injury and things like that, you, you oh, would yeah. start him. But if we were going rugby championship time, these guys are all fit. <laughs> I wouldn't want to pick it. You, you'd... You put Barrett on the bench just because, wouldn't you? Because you've got the riches of Whitelock and and Ritalik, But goodness me, he he has been amazing. And yeah, I agree. Easily player of the uh, series as well. Totally agree. And it's also solved what's what's probably like one of the biggest question marks of all blacks going forward. What, what who's behind Whitelock yeah. and uh, Ritalik? That was like a big question. And now all of a sudden, it's problem solved. It, it's well, it's problem solved for. Um... Uh, for now, but um, it, we, I think post rugby World Cup, there's still going to be some question marks as, as Whitelock definitely will uh, be sort of out, be retiring at that point. He's 29 already. Um, I'm not sure how old uh, how old Retallick is, but he seems to have been around for a long time. Uh, so yeah, he's still only 20, 26, I think. 26 or 27. Oh, okay, well, he won't be. He'll be around for a while then. Um, but uh, so yeah, so Scott Barrett, yeah, yeah, it's very difficult to raise up the pecking order when you've got Whitelock and Retallick in front of you, but he's done everything he could do to try and do so. Um, looking at uh, so Sam Whitelock, uh, got outplayed by the by the young guy, but you still think he's holding his place, and he, he was captain for example. Um, so it's a bit uh, hard to see him dropping down the pecking order, but you, yeah, you still think he's experienced wins today. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll be the yeah, captain I mean, next it, day, next time. Scott Barrett is in a tough spot, very. I mean, I mean, Broder Italic is arguably like the best player in the world overall, and Sam Whitelock was is like pretty much a vice captain of the All Blacks. I mean, that's it's bad, bad luck for Scott Barrett, you know, because usually when you perform like that, you walk right into the team, you know. But then you have those two in front of you. It's a but let never say never, never say never, you know, because 
We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I haven't been like, Sam Whitelock has been great for the Crusaders from a leadership point of view, and because we've been holding it together with all the injuries and so on, like just giving them purpose and direction all season long. But if you look like purely on the way he's been playing, I mean, it's, it's not bad, not at all, you know, but he hasn't been like, if he wasn't an old black, he wouldn't be like, oh, he's going to play for the old blacks. That one, you, I wouldn't really have been thinking like that. Maybe it's a little bit too harsh on him, but you know what I mean? He hasn't been like well beating form. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, no, no particular errors, but nothing flash, just doing his job, which yeah. some, some players, sometimes you want just people who just do their job rather than everyone trying to do something flash. Uh, so that's not necessarily a bad thing. And the other two locks uh, that were um, that were picked, Tom Franklin and Luke Romano. The if anything, I think Luke Romano. Hempo, Hempo, Hempo too. Yeah, Hempo wasn't on the list. So, but we'll come back to Hempo. That's what I was about to say. He's uh, not on the list. Uh, um, I mean, you can. We all got Steve on the show, and you're not going to bring on Hempo. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, not going to happen. Was, eh? He was there. He was ready. <laughs> he was coming out. Um, but um, Luke, Luke Romano. He, he surely he, I mean, he here's a guy who was number three. He really has slipped down the pecking order nowadays, hasn't he? Yes. In the in, in the one thing I hope that doesn't happen here is they have obviously right now you got those three uh, Wylog, Ritalica and Barrett who are top of the game, really really good. You still got Romano. I mean, you talked about the guy Homopo. He was that was that was my card there to play on that one. But I mean, you've got a, a quality bunch of guys in the second row now. What I don't want them to do is turn one of them into a six. They'll be disaster. And I already noticed they played Homopo in the back row, which I was bemused about in that third test. Um, so I, I, it's nice to have that versatility, but you know, locks are locks. You get a lot more impact from you know a big Jerome Kino sort of player playing at number six than you will out of a, a big lanky Homopo who's supposed to be in the second row. So uh, I just hope they don't do that. I don't want to see Barrett at six. Uh, I don't want to see, you know, frankly, anyone, Whitelock, any of those guys at six. So, um, yeah, I, I think good depth for that position and just keep it as good depth. Um, and, you know, most of those guys are pretty pretty loyal. Romano's getting on a bit as well. So, I mean, he's not going to be too much of a threat um, to, to want to push on, you know. Uh, if anything, he'll probably go and cash in overseas. Yeah, yeah I, th- I was going to say, I think Romano's dropped down the pecking order and it's, yeah, it's time for him to go overseas. The uh, Tom Franklin, you've got to be disappointed he, he didn't get his uh, an opportunity to get on, on in, in, into the team um, and got blocked by, say, Homopo, who he, he's definitely, um, his star is a star, a star rising. Yeah, he, he was great, I thought, when he came on. Yeah. He, I think <laughs> he, he, he played in that back row position, which like I said I didn't really like. I was a bit hesitant about um, but uh, he was really, really good, really, really versatile in his play, uh, solid all around the field, didn't do anything bad, carried the ball very well, and, of course, line out. I mean, that that's just, you know, bread and butter for him. So he played really, really well. And then, you know, first match, a big step up from a guy that, I mean, he's been good with the Highlanders, but he, he hasn't, you know, been a massive standout that, you know, you've got to go, this guy has to be in the All Blacks. Uh, probably, I, I don't know, I'd call it a surprise selection to see him even in there in the first place. Um, and then to get some game time was even more surprising. But yeah, he, he held himself very well. I was impressed. Bring on more for good old Homopo. Yeah, so, I agree. I mean, because because another player, I think we're going to say very similar things about. So we're going to band them together. Um, Frizzell, the other player, two players who haven't set the world alight. Have, have not done anything wrong for the Highlanders. Don't get me wrong, but they haven't they haven't demanded selection, whereas the the, the and have been surprise selections 
for, for, for those of us at, not in the know, the All Blacks coaches clearly have seen something they like in those two players in both their physicality and their attitude, or, or at least in the physicality, and they've brought them in to see their attitude, and both of them have, have uh, yeah, sink or swim, they both swum. Sorry, Herman, you were, you were about to talk about Hamopo. No, 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 no. Let's, it's, it's the Highlanders when Steve got the first choice. <laughs> sure. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll take it, I'll take it. Um, yeah, 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 how many back row score hat trick of tries? Um, that put him on the map. Uh, but I hope that wasn't the reason why he got picked for the All Blacks in the first place. What I thought was most uh, impressive about his performance, though, was that he played pretty much that whole game. Um, he played a lot of minutes, and he, he did a lot of work. Um, I'm lucky to have that try rubbed out, which is a bit of a shame. I think he deserved that. But, um, yeah, along, along we go. I mean, in front of your home crowd would have been just brilliant. But, no, he, he was solid. Um yeah, I mean, they, they see something, don't they? They see something in these guys uh, that, and I mean, Highlanders players are, are known for it. They they don't set the world on fire. They do the consistency. They do the basics. And they get results just doing good stuff, the hard work. And, and they get recognized. We've talked about it for probably, I don't know, four years now about this Highlanders team. And they just keep churning them out. We go, ah, oh, no, this season they've fallen off the wagon a bit. Nope. Slap on another few All Blacks on the side, especially the pack. Really performs. Um, and, yeah, impressive again. Another guy. Um, link those two together, like you said. Yep. I think the, the only worry would be with the, with the Highlanders players in, in general. Sorry for saying this, Steve, but you have been a little bit inconsistent, especially when you're playing away from home. And, like, when everything, when it's home and cozy, and, you know, every, everyone is, like, when it's a house party, everyone looks happy and be able to step up and perform. And, we, and obviously, both Hempo and Frisell could do that in the Old Bucks environment, too, in the, at home, even home in the cozy glass house. But we'll see. I, I, I mean, impressive starts, but I hold my final judgment for him a little bit further. I would, again, it'd be sound like in a, like, old, old, old fart here, you know. I want to see them play against the Springboks away before I say anything, you know. But you have to look at the future here, and the future is covered stadiums. That's you know? true. Everyone's going to – so I just think 40 years in the future, we'll be like, no, we, we pioneered this with, with, with Frizzell and, and Homopo. Yeah, we, we were one step ahead with yeah. these roofed-in guys. Yeah. We know what we're doing. Yeah. Hang on. How, how long has the uh, – how long has <laughs> Scottish, had, a, had a roof on their stadium? I'm talking about southern, worldwide. Southern Hemisphere. Right? Southern Hemisphere. Oh, Southern worldwide, Hemisphere. Every test okay. match. Every team there, there, there are a couple of stadiums in Europe that have a roof, Steve. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, but they had the roof before um, the uh, they did they had it down south. That's all. That's what I'm saying. And it didn't help them, did it at all? <laughs> <laughs> the atmosphere is great, though, in the Millennium Stadium. The roof helps. Yeah, I'd well. agree. From from what I've seen at Forsyth Bar or been to there, it, it creates a phenomenal atmosphere. Yeah, it, even if it's not packed, it still does. Yeah. And when it's packed full of Irish fans. That's crazy. Welsh fans in Cardiff, not Irish, but never mind. Oh, um, Irish fans at a Rugby World Cup. Oh, that game. Okay, gotcha. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so between us. Talk... <laughs> some other back rows talk about. A little, little, um... little pillow talk here in the show, eh? <laughs> 
<laughs> no need to feel left out in a second. Um, so back uh, Sam Kane. Um, my only surprise about Sam Kane was I thought he would be captain for this for the for this series. I I, uh, I always thought I, I've said it for a number of years now that he was the next. He, he's the next captain after um, Kieran Reid. So I was a bit surprised to see he wasn't given the opportunity here to, to be captain for these three tests. Is, is that well? A- yeah, but they probably had a hunch that he wouldn't last all three tests. And surprisingly, I mean, I've been singing Sam Kane's praise a lot the last two years, but this was probably the worst I've seen from him in the All Blacks years in a couple of years. So I, I mean, he's not on his way out of a team, but he, I mean, he didn't cement his position. I mean, it's. If there is someone coming from up and under, like really, really pushing for it, I mean, Sam K a little bit opened the door because before this, he was pretty much almost like Richie McCall. You, I mean, you just dream on, you know, take his USC. But now you can, at least some other players can dare to dream again that they can get that seven USC. There's a lot of guys in this team that pretty much always pick themselves straight away as, as it currently stands. Sam Kane's one of those guys. I mean, even still, yeah, I agree, he's... He wasn't his best by far. Um, and then, of course, injury, yeah, big surprise there. Um, but yeah, he, he's a guy like a white lock, um, like a retellic of his fit. They just go on the team sheet first, uh, regardless. And you, you have to be consistently bad for, you know, if, he, if he's like this at the end of the year as well and hasn't got, uh, you know, marginally better, or well, I should say largely better, uh, then, yeah, then, then the questions will start to be asked. But, Who's really pushing that door down? Yeah, that's yeah. Man. There's no one really banging on the door, is it? Well, I think we saw that when Ali Severe came on and then got himself injured straight away. That um, and then Matt Todd was the replacement there. So for both of those two, I mean, Matt Todd was, is, has signed a contract to go to Japan and play in top league. So he's going to uh, join the off season. So we can clearly see that he knows that yeah, third or fourth is his place in the pecking order. And that's not going to change much. Uh, and Ardis Severe, well, injury stopped him from making a claim uh, to push Sam Kane, really. Yeah. Hey, I'd, I'd put Ardis Severe on a, in a little dinghy boat uh, with Mr. McKenzie, to be honest with you. These guys are impact. They are impact. Bench impact. Um, really explosive players, impactful players. But, um, I mean, even from Savia starting that test match for whatever minutes he lasted for was pretty ineffective. Not what we're used to seeing from him having 16 guys hanging off his coattails, dragging them 20 metres up the field. It's That's what we're used to seeing from him because he comes on, makes an impact, and really makes a, a menace of the tiring players. Super rugby level, he's, he's a different kind of player. He, he kind of makes an impact through the 80 minutes. It's a different level. Test match rugby is a bit different to that. So... I think him, along with everyone's most loved and hated player, Mr. McKenzie, uh, uh, to me, are just bench players. Um, I mean, you're going to talk about uh, fly halves and that later, but um, I would have started uh, like a Matt Todd and still had that severe impact coming off the bench, you know, after half time. That, that's me. I, am, I agree, but that's pretty much been the All Blacks uh, selectors thinking for quite some time too, but I just thought like it was. Art has been around for so long now, so he he needed to get a shot to get a starting yeah. year. So and, 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 it's, and it's heartbreaking when he finally gets that shot. You know, he gets himself injured right away. So what's now? It's going to be another two years before he gets another start. <laughs> and it's a dead rubber, isn't it? So there's, I mean, what what have you got to lose? Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, well, you might get a start against Japan later in the season or the third day of the season. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's got two opportunities this year to get to, to, get to those. Um, then we talk about the on, on the other side of the, of, of the scrum. We've got Fafita, Liam Squire, uh, both, both on that side. Again, injuries messing things up a bit for both of these players. Uh, and Fafita, another one of these guys in this kind of, is he a lock? Is he a back rower? To me, he's very much a back rower. Having him as a makeshift lock doesn't work. And yeah, uh, so to me, that that, 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 that didn't work for me, uh, that, that experiment. But I think... But yeah. then, number six years is still very much up for grabs, I think. It's, I mean, Squire seems like the obvious choice, but he hasn't really cemented himself there yet. I mean, I still think he performs better in the Highlanders than he performs in the All Blacks. I, well, I, I, I think he's, I think it is his, his, it's his jersey to lose at the moment. No, 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 he's not, he's not that in, in, in it yet, you know. It's not, he cannot be that comfortable yet. You don't think so? I, Steve? No. It's tough, isn't it? If you pick that, if everyone was fit, you know, it, it's, it's probably the jersey that is most up for grabs, especially in the pack, I'd say, if they had a fully fit squad. But, um, yeah, Fafita's definitely close, but I wouldn't have it as my as my first starting. So I I do like what Squire does. Um, he's pretty impactful. I'd, if I was picking a squad, yeah, he would probably be my guy at six. Um, yeah, consistency, I think, is a word you've already talked about. And it's something I think uh, he could definitely improve on. But when when he's on, you know, he is. It's kind of he doesn't look as destructive as he's going to be. He's a big guy and and he looks looks a bit mean. But I mean, he doesn't look like he's going to just bulldoze like he can do. So I I'm a fan of him. As as with Elliot Dixon next to him, um, I think those two guys I think they complement each other quite well um, as replacements for each other. Um, even though Dixon wasn't even in the squad, but uh, I do like what they bring both to the Highlands and that sort of setup as well. So, yeah, back row is definitely in a major transition period. I guess you could say that, especially the likes of six and eight without Reed there. I thought that, I think basically whenever Squires fit, he gets picked so far. Mm. Uh, and whilst Lack of been... better option, really. Yeah. But this, is very new, this is very new, Paul. Kane only like dropped a shirt last, like in the end of last season. Squire so has not he took another lady cemented. Off. But the... Um... <laughs> <laughs> True, but yeah, but ever since then, Squire has been the um, has been basically the whenever he's been fit, they've, they've they've picked him. So I think he really is the guy that they've kind of pinned. And whilst Steve will say, look, Damon McKenzie is a bench guy; he's not the second choice fly half. I think the All Blacks have very clearly gone. He is our guy, and they put all their money on him. I think in a similar way, they've. They've thrown all the money behind Liam Squire, uh, and he better come up trumps because that's where the money's gone. Uh, if, oh, if you look at that, that the player selected too. You, you talk about him being new to the to the team. He's actually still the second most capped uh, player in that in those positions in the back row of that current squad. Um, so only behind Savia, which I mean, you probably can cut that in half because he only plays you know half a match. But um, yeah, it's it's still. He's getting up there. 17 tests is not, not anything to be stiffed at. No. Yep, and um, Ikiri Iwani has not done enough to displace him. And, uh, and he's going to be the guy that we... That I think it surprised a lot of us not to be uh, not, not to be in the squad. Not me. Not me. You're the, only Blues fans are surprised about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. For real. 
anyway, yeah, I, I understand from a blues from a blues perspective. Let me let me talk about this from perspective okay. because you're so underperforming, and you have this one big guy who should do some who do some damage to your opponents, you know. So oh, he's gonna be an old back. He's gonna but but for the rest of us, he's just watching the blues and yeah, watching the horror show, and he's like, yeah, he's, he does some carries, but he's he's just as stupid as the rest of the blues players, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do a lot of bad stuff on the field, a lot of poor decisions, and, and he's getting pretty much like the red carpet into the old bags. Come and train for us. Come and train. They, they really, really like handling like a little baby just to getting yeah, getting on the right track, and he still doesn't get paid. That doesn't tell you anything. Well, um, I'm sorry, Paul. I was a bit harsh now, but I had to get it off my shelf. <laughs> Um, I don't think you hear my, my, my fire spitting in the background. Sorry there, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, Your fire is upset too, eh? There's not a gang shooting outside my house or anything like that. It's just, yeah, just the fire just cracking away. But, uh, okay, so I did go and do an interview uh, with the Auckland Rugby um, uh, a few years ago. And one of the things, and this, this, is, this is how I never get my press pass ever again. Or, <laughs> um, the, one of the things that they, uh, I think the other things that was mentioned was that, uh, yeah, we won't give you a Kerry. He's not. He, yeah, he won't get any good answers out of him. And it was quite clear that yeah, he didn't quite get it um, and understand what the the role and what the job of being a professional rugby player was. It's not just about performing on the pitch. Um, and here's a guy who's gone to the Olympics, uh, sevens player, got all the physical attributes, got all the talents, just hasn't got the nous, unfortunately. Uh, and. But- He's, he's definitely improving. He's, uh, he's, his work rate is way higher this year than it was last year, and his decision making is better. Has he got some way to go? Yes, but he, he is, he is he's, he's, as you say, the reason that they've put the red carpets out there and they are really, really, really trying to mentor him and coach him in the right way is because he does have all the skills, he does have all the physical attributes. He just needs a rugby brain. He just needs a brain, as you say. Yeah, <laughs> and those are easy to get. <laughs> Just do a transplantation. <laughs> but I, in Akira's defense, uh, sorry, I want to say, in Akira's defense, he is actually contributing to the All Blacks in a major way, you know, because it's easy to see him being the big brother, but he has beating up Rico a lot and chasing Rico around a lot. So I'm sure this is where Rico got his He's been running away from Akira all his <laughs> <laughs> when he's been growing up, you know. this is where he gets all his news, where he gets all his speed from, you know. So we have to thank you, Akira, for this at least. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? You think I'm wrong? <laughs> no, there's an element of that, and uh, there's um, is there also an element of, of of Scott being the youngest one, sort of going right. I've got to eat more than everyone else because I've got to get, I've got to catch up and, and grow <laughs> to catch them up in size. And then he, then he, then he, then he passed them. Maybe that's maybe that's how that happened. <laughs> Um, but it's easy to see Akira have been chasing Rico around the house a lot. It is, but anyway, <laughs> yes. the number eight, um, uh, Jordan Tuafua and Luke Whitelock. I mean, Jordan Tuafua didn't get any game time, so I don't think we can make any kind of judgment on him at all, really. Um, Luke Whitelock went about his business. Will get thrown out the squad as soon as Kieran Reid comes back. Yeah, right? considering he got he got. Considering he got all three tests full 80 minutes, that means the all backs pretty much have said, you are our backup guy to Keelan Reed. They have put their markers down there for sure. I think he just did, did what he had to do, didn't he? Again, it's, a, it's another Highlanders pack thing, isn't it? 
they're not flashy. They're not super amazing. They're not Dane Coles like down the sideline do amazing, you know, backflip dives to score tries. They just, I mean, he carried the ball, he made tackles, um, and he just cleaned out rucks. I mean, you didn't see him. You didn't see him much running the, running the ball. Didn't do big flashy breaks a lot of the time. He made a couple, but um, yeah, I mean, Kieran Reid is a completely different player, isn't he? He's always on the outside channels. He's always looking for that overlap uh, with the wingers and things like that. Squire, oh, not Squire, sorry, we talk about Whitelock, completely different. Just just a, a, a down and dirty player, isn't he? Just gets in there, does the hard work, rolls up the sleeves. And, um, I mean, he, he did that well. What, you, could you complain? Well, he did because no. I don't think he, he did well, anything no. wrong. Um, he's just a different sort of player. And I guess when you lose your, your big star captain again, um, what do you do? You, you get a guy that you just know is going to do the job. Um, yeah, I, I do agree that I was surprised he played all three tests for 80 minutes, though. So I thought... Maybe they could have looked to someone else to see could this guy, you know, potentially be another backup? Is Reed going to be playing, you know, World Cup next year? <laughs> you know, what's the chances of Reed lasting that whole tournament? Well, <laughs> I think we've seen actually in the Lions tour, Reed played much, played more central uh, and, and, and got involved there. And I think they wanted the captain more central, which is why someone like Fafita can come in and play wide because Reed takes comes in instead and they switch kind of roles and they switch the roles of the six and the eight a bit. So. Which uh, so, but um, but yeah. So I think they do they do change it. The, the, the Reed's role is changing um, at the moment uh, within that. Moving on to halfbacks. Situation normal. Well, Aaron Smith is number one. He's still the best in the world, is he? And there's basically we don't know who number three is because they never get to play. <laughs> Aaron Smith is clearly the best. Oh, it's no no argument. I mean, if anything, did, did TJ even get? Anywhere but backwards. I mean, compared to Aaron Smith, he's just—he's just a class above, and he's the guy that does the job. Yeah. Uh, Piranara comes on when the job's done. Yeah. I mean, I—I I think to me it hurts excellent. I'm like a big, big fan of TJ. I also, like, I'm watching some personal interviews with him and stuff like that. And he comes through as such a likable guy, such a smart guy. Like, like I got. Or, or like pretty much, yeah. I, I want to be I'm a good, good friend with him. I would love to have a good conversation with him. But even with all this bias, you know, I can only know. But there's no way he can sit in front of Aaron Smith. It's not even. I mean, because Aaron Smith pretty much plays. Uh, uh, Will Genya on a really good night. It's, it's like very different, but he brings something also very special. But I mean, a consistent delivering the way Aaron Smith does. I mean, he's he's. Uh, He's not only the best uh, scrum half in the world. I mean, he's up there like with Broder Italic as one of the top five players in the world. He's that good. Yeah, I mean, uh, Warren Gatlin did say that Aaron Smith was the best player in the world prior to the uh, the year before the Lions. So, yeah, he is... Yeah, but then, then a little accident happened. But <laughs> Yes, yeah, so and one of the things I was going to say is Aaron Smith is a guy that delivers when his head is in the game rather yeah. than somewhere else. Um, Rather when someone is giving him head, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, no. I was trying to keep it family. No. <laughs> Dearing me. Here I am. Oh, that was a quick one. Good one. Um, and Matt says, um, and if Aaron Smith is out with injuries for a good while, well, that is the big question because, as you said, who is number three? Is uh, with, um, I've gone blank. Um, who Triple P. Triple P. No, 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 no. Who, who, who was at the Chiefs and went up north? That went to Europe last at the end of last season. Um, Kerbalo, uh, Kerbalo, Leonard Brown, Kerbalo, yes, Kerbalo. Went to Europe. 
Anyway, when yeah, yeah, Carlo yeah. went to, yeah, yeah, went yeah, yeah, to um, I, 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 you inspired um, me to have a brain brain lab. <laughs> <laughs> so when when he went up to 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 because he went on the on, on the November tour last year as number three, uh, and then left. And he played a lot actually as number three in November last year. Well, they were playing midweek games and stuff as well, which which uh, which obviously helped on, on that. But so there was a big question mark as yeah, who is this number three? And I think they've again chosen a player who I think they're going to back all the way through to the Rugby World Cup in Triple T. But they've said, right, this window is where you learn the culture and learn the environment. And then at some point, you'll get some game time probably against uh, an Argentina, to be fair. Uh, and then uh, he'll probably, he may even start against Japan. Uh, but the, yeah, I think that's, so yes, I think whilst you might look at it and go, well, he got brought into the squad and didn't get any game time at all, even in the dead rubber. Uh, I don't, yeah, I think that this, that they, Intentionally, all along, this was just a you learn the environment. And I don't think you should. Don't you, use, don't you see, man? There's, there's a logic here. Sorry. Sorry, unless he's done something silly in training, which hasn't come out, um, in which case we won't see him ever again, uh, then he hasn't uh, he hasn't harmed himself, I don't, I don't believe, in the pecking order. Maybe not. But I think it's about learning the culture. You see, Highlanders boys, they don't need to learn the culture. They just walk in right into the team. <laughs> but it runs up from, uh, from Northern Ireland. They have to be in around. Like some guys have to be in around for a long time to live. What you have any theories about this, Steve? About the Highlanders uh, boys get the f- culture right away. It's just this riffraff up in that North Island. You see, it's just it's just the um yeah. So, soft, you know they, they've they've got they've got they've got to be molded a bit more. You know they're not they're not um what what are they call um citizens of of the highest quality. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah I hear what you say. Backlash from Auckland didn't come. What did the Auckland get now? Nothing. Come on. Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So it's really gone downhill now. If we start talking about them. Um, oh, have they, have they lost, their, uh, lost their pace too, the Warriors? I haven't watched the league. No, no, no. no, no, no. The... We're not going across. Okay. Football <laughs> and rugby league are not topics for this channel. Story. <laughs> Jeez. You have to. Get the get the big old uh, bad idea stick out and, uh, and give you a vote. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that's basically what uh, the we talk about the culture of the Highlanders, uh, and we've seen a lot of that through their YouTube videos um, that they do, and uh, the fun and games they had with when Tanaka was there, um, and the, the videos they do. They they clearly have the right culture down there. Let's yeah. be honest. Who was the one who the played culture, love songs for Tanaka? Sorry. Who was the one who played like love songs for Tanaka on guitar? Uh, Highlanders players. Oh, one of the long. One of the guys in the scrum. I can't remember who it was, but yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. The um, and the oh, you've gone blank now. Whereas let's put the, the triple T's at the Chiefs. We can't say the Chiefs' culture is great. We know there are issues with culture there. Um, so, yeah. so that's maybe part of it. Uh, is that uh, is is yeah that the the Highlanders because they are from all over the country um, brought together with just um, Ben Smith being the the, the, lull, the lone Southlander guy to 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 all the Highlander <laughs> payback time <laughs> Otago's not part of Southland come on now <laughs> Elliot Dixon is the lone Southlander <laughs> and, and Sopawanga. <laughs> well, the, well the Pacific Islands where 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 where's Sopawanga originally from. <laughs> Oh, Wellington? Oh, we're going there now. Too. That's, just like, that's, that's like saying saying um, Naholo is really from 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 New Plymouth. He can't, yeah, no, he played a bit of 
played a bit of club rugby. Adopted. Here, sure, but, um, anyway. Adopted Southender. Lima, you know, he watches. <laughs> Got your back. Um, anyway, so, uh, but yeah, so that maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I, I just think, uh, yeah, Triple T, it's his first season in Super Rugby. He was just there as a learning experience. Into the first five eights, uh, Bowden Barrett's still number one. Damon McKenzie, in a lot of people's eyes, is a bench player, not a number two. But I think he made it clear, or the, the, the coach made it clear, he is the number two. Uh, and uh, for some reason, they're not fans of Richmond Wanga. Yeah, I don't agree with them there. Yeah, Richie Wanga played well when he came off the bench. I thought first yeah. kick, tumbled into the corner five minutes out. What more could you want? Um, that third test, I, I think I said it already. I would have started Mwanga, um, even if you did 50-50 first half, second half between the two of them. Um, I just, Mwanga's a steady hand. He's a guy that's going to do your, your your basic roles of a fly half well, you know, and that's kind of what you need for the most part of the game. Um, McKenzie, I, I don't know. He, he tries too much. Uh, yeah, he played well. Um, you'd give him a try. Uh, not going to go into the other one. But, um, yeah, he played well. But, I mean, the game was f- fairly broken. It, it did suit him quite nicely yes. as the way he played. Um, but, I mean, yeah, credit to him. He, he given the chance and he, he played fairly well. So you can't knock him for that. Um, but still, I, I, as a, the temperament, I just don't think he has that possibly to, to have that mental ability of starting the match up when you've got to grind out penalties, you've got to you know, do, do the harder sort of work. And, and tactical kicking, things like that, um, you know, Aaron Smith took a lot of that pressure off him um, by his box kicking, which uh, sure is a big thing of his game, but you've always got to, you, you can't be a one-trick pony. Um, you've got to have more than one idea. And yes, if they have a Geordie Barrett and their guys like him, they can d- definitely help out and pummel the ball away. But um, yeah, I, I just think th- that game played into him, but I still don't see him as a, a starting number 10. No, me neither. I mean, I, I think I, I'm, I'm still going to back Richie Manga, still have some more time. I think this season will eventually prove that his, his time's going to come when. As soon as some team starts to put pressure on the All Blacks for a full 80, then we're very soon going to realize that we want Richie Moanga in there instead of maybe, maybe even instead of Bowden Barrett. Sometimes I would go that far because, well, the one asset I think Richie Moanga has that neither of uh, Barrett or McKenzie has, he can actually really influence games when he's on the back foot or when the team is in the back foot too. If, uh, if, uh, if we've seen it over and over again, both of the, uh, with the with the Chiefs, with the with the Hurricanes, and with the All Blacks, when like the pressure really comes on, both Mackenzie and Barrett can pretty much disappear out of a game. But we've seen with the Crusaders when they are under the pump, Moanga is usually the one actually taking them out of the pressure. I mean, so I mean, I, I'm we'll see. I mean, it's, he 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 has to do it. He has to do it on the highest level. We yet to see it, but I still see that potential in him. I, uh, I yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a Mwanga and Goodyear were my like two ones I want to talk into the Oldbacks starting 15 before the World Cup. That's my mission in life. <laughs> <laughs> and as, yeah. as Steve Hansen watches this, watches this show relentless, uh, religiously. Uh, yeah, and you see, and did he pick Goodyear eventually? <laughs> this is, this is how you get the message through to him, I tell you. There's no yeah, other route, yeah. no other route. He doesn't listen to any other media. This is the only <laughs> one he does. So, yeah. um, uh, so I'm afraid you, you both, both, I think one of the things you've got, I think they've, they, 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 they've put their money on Dame McKenzie probably about uh, three, three or four years ago um, when he was in the under-20s and said, right, this guy, I think New Zealand went, this guy is going to be one of our guys. Um, and he's basically, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's shown it at, at, the, at the Chiefs 
um, from fullback, um, and then they basically decided. And I think that's uh, they yeah, they've they've gone money in, and this is this guy will come hell or high water, be our number two, uh, and fly half and get given the opportunity. He's only had this is only his first season at number ten, so I think uh, he's still got time uh, to to learn the ro- learn the ropes uh, before going into the Rugby World Cup. But I think that's definitely going to be. Um, there's something clearly about Richard Munger that, that the All Black selectors either don't like or they just like David McKenzie so much more um, for some reason because they just only seem to pick him when there's injuries. Richard Munger can't get in the squad, never mind, never mind, never mind the team, uh, when there aren't injuries. <clears throat> I think it's, it's that future type of player, though, isn't it? It's that X factor that a player has. Um, like I, I like Munger as a player, but... He's never going to take a kick down into his 22, turn around, beat five defenders and run 80 metres to score your match-winning try in the 82nd minute. Uh, he, he's going to pass it off to, to a winger. Or something. He, he's a safe player. He's a solid player. That's why he's a first 60 minutes player of the game. Yeah. McKenzie, Bowden Barrett as well, for that matter, is. He, he's a guy. They're electric. They're X-factor. They're, they're going to spark a game. They're going to change a game in, in a step. Um, that's the big difference. I think that is ultimately what you look forward to because that's a point of difference, isn't it, between your team and the other country's team is that ability to change the game in a flash. And no question McKenzie has that ability, but what cost is it going to come to if you keep putting him in that team jumper if he doesn't get that side of his game right and, and learn to do that safe part when you've got to do that safe part. And that's that's what he's just got to learn if he can learn it. So a couple of comments from the from the chat. Um, Math 74, um, it's so difficult when judging 10s, unless you've played there. Oops, we've been putting our place here. Um, it's <laughs> difficult to comprehend. Um, these days you get quick ball to the 10, but defences shut down quicker. They do. To, they do. You, they, they're both, both Barrett and McKenzie have a lot less space playing there than when they play 15. And one solo, um, I think that the All Blacks have struggled to develop other 10s under Bird and Barrett. Um, I hope Richie doesn't suffer from the same issues Lima had. And yeah, I think there's a there's, there's there's a fair chance that Richie will probably be around uh, until the Rugby World Cup, and then will leave um, for big money abroad uh, in the same way Lima's done. I, I wouldn't be surprised. <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, we're still still. I mean, Ben Smith probably gonna retire from the All Blacks after World Cup, so it's not like impossible to think that Bowden Barrett will go back play fullback. Yes, it is. Do you think it's impossible? <laughs> <laughs> Bernard Barrett has very, very, very vocally said he doesn't want to play fullback. Uh, okay, then, that makes that makes sense. <laughs> um, and with, with Geordie available for there, Milner Scudder available, uh, there's there are other options um, uh, available back there. Uh, that uh, and even potentially um, Tivali, who actually hasn't had a great season this season, but uh, uh, Crusaders, but another player who could. Could, could, could be there. Yeah, but now you're, now you're stretching it. Come on. I mean, <laughs> so, but the, the point is, the, I, the best work I've seen of Bowden Barrett was when he was impact, impact sub as a fullback. That's when he was like, wow, he really changed games. Yeah, and it's, it's what people are saying a lot. People are saying similar thing about Damon McKenzie, aren't they? Um, yeah. But, but uh, they, I'm not sure. I've, I've not actually heard D-Max say he wants to be number 10, um, but I've, I've definitely heard Bowden Barrett say that he sees himself as a 10, not as a 15. Moving on to the centres then. Um, Ryan Crotty, still first choice on the team sheet, as long as he isn't um, seeing dicky birds flying around his head. (laughs) Yeah, easy. 
no real question about him. Um, yeah, injury is his biggest problem. So we'll see how he goes. And Sonny Bill Williams again came on in the last test, had a good te- a good test. Again, has has nailed himself down as being the man that plays next to Crossy, effectively. Yeah. No, yep. Gets... Um, but the only problem I see is like the, the combination of uh, Bowden Barrett, Crotty, and Sonny Bill Williams. They don't seem to have like the real chemistry with each other. All, all three of them by themselves are really, really great players. But we haven't seen like that's not Dan Carter, Manono, and Collins, and uh, Conrad Smith. Pretty far from it. They offer different things, though. I, I, I feel. I think. You've got three guys, two of them who are going to create you something. Barrett's either going to create you an opportunity or he's going to offload to Crotty, who's just going to, you know, run and, and try and create. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to spark through a line. He's, he's just kind of probably take contact, try and manipulate a bit of space. Or you're going to give it to Sonny Bill, who's going to take three defenders and offload it. You're not going to get them too much combining against with each other to create something on, on the back of one another. So you're going to get the outside backs coming off Sonny Bill uh, or, or Crotty coming off Sonny Bill as well, or you're going to get Barrett creating something for those outside backs as well. Maybe I'm a bit harsh now, but isn't that a little bit predictable? Well, I mean, tell the other teams to stop it. <laughs> ah, here comes the Kiwi arrogance. <laughs> Finally, we've been waiting for one hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone knows. Everyone knows. I mean, how many years have they been doing it for? Ever since Barrett was been at ten, really. I guess since the last World Cup, and well, um, it still works. Why well, it ain't broke? Don't fix it. Yeah, but uh, I mean, expecting more. I want more because I think there are the other teams uh, feel more close now, one year out from the World Cup, than we did last time around, one year out of the World Cup. I mean, if you think that that's the only tactics they've got then no. I'd find that hard to believe. I know there'll be a lot okay, more that happens no. on that training paddock that you probably won't see till maybe this time next year sort of thing that you'll see starting to sneak into games. There'll be a lot in the background, but they'll be just winning and developing. That, that's the real goal for now. Anyway, one yeah, side makes a very good point here. Um, Crossy will get injured, so let's talk about the next guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. Talking, talking about the next guys... Um, Antonella Brown, Lamappi, and Goodhue. So uh, you, you know what I think, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so I, mean, I think I, I thought Antonella Brown played better than he's played all season in that first test, but really has perhaps pushed himself down the pecking order now. He was the incumbent. He's been doing, that, didn't he? he's been doing that for two years now. I mean, for one year. <laughs> no, but hasn't he? I mean, he, he got like the perfect start in the old blacks, coming right after the World Cup, looking like so flash perfect in the. And since and you were thinking, oh, that's midfield problem solved. But since then, it's all gone downhill for him. Yeah, I don't think he's had his best series either. I think he's probably gone down a bit in the picking order, especially with the others. We'll call them for now. Um, coming up and being really quite a bit stronger. So I like Leonard Brown, although I'm feeling that I'm the only one in this group that do, does like him. <laughs> but he is much like a crotty, probably not 100% as a safe, but probably a bit more, um, when he's good, a, a bit more uh, of an attacking weapon than crotty is. So I still I still like him as a safe, a safe option if crotty did go down. See, I, I like him two years ago. But I don't like what he's become now. <laughs> so, he's going to be so happy when he hears that. Um, 
another person who watches this show. I like you two years ago. Lana Brown. I, I, he hangs on to my every word. If he ever hears this, I'll be amazed. Anyway, um, so the, yeah, I, I don't like what he's become. I think he's, I think he's gone backwards, uh, or, 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 play, or teams have figured him out. Um, Lamapi is a really interesting one because he can only play twelve, but he plays that play, he plays that role really well, and he looks like Nonu at the beginning of his career. Here's yep. a guy that could become Nonu. Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> At least unlike no, 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 he's learning to kick earlier in his career, which is which is a good start. Yes, exactly. So he's <laughs> um, so to to me he, he's he's the exciting guy. He's the guy that the All Blacks are going to want to get on the bench, which is why you can't play Richard Mwanga on the bench because you can't have a a, a twenty one who can only play ten and a twenty two who can only play twelve. You need to have some versatility on that bench, which is why DMac. Um, Gets in there ahead of Rich Moang and gives you some versatility uh, in that twenty-one jersey. Oh, sorry, the twenty-two jersey, because um, the twenty-three jersey is just is Lamappy just running it up, and that, he seems to grab that one, and he seems to own that jersey now. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he, he had a pretty decent series as well when he did the chances he did get. I mean, it was just typical of him, wasn't it? I mean, he's carried on and shown what he did last year and kept it going, which is what you need. I mean, you can't have those guys going backwards. So it's promising. I think I think he has developed a lot. Like I said, he is starting to use his kicking game a bit more, especially with the Hurricanes, which is good to see because especially playing at 12, I, I'm an old school fan and that 12 jumper, you've got to have someone who can be a backup kicker. Call me old school, but I like that. If I, I was always a fan back in the All Blacks days of having Aaron Major at 12 because I knew he could kick. So I'm old school like that through and through. Keep that coming from La Mappa, and I'll be more than happy to see him off the bench. Um, so, so you're so, not a Sonny Williams fan then, because Sonny Williams can't kick. Well, it depends who else is in the team. Like I said yeah. earlier, you've got to have more than one trick. You can't have um, one guy only that can kick. If you've got a, a two Barretts and Aaron Smith, then you can get away with the Sonny Bill. But you, you can't have that one guy that's always going to have that target on his back when you're inside your 22, and you know there's a kick coming. You've got six guys running at him at full tilt. Okay, so the last name then here, and a, a name I, a, a player I've been really impressed with this year, Jack Goodhue uh, in Super Rugby. I thought he had a pretty quiet test match, um, but apparently I'm wrong because um, one solo says in the chat, I actually thought Goodhue was pretty fantastic, great awareness and mainline. So <laughs> damn, we got some smart listeners and viewers. So who's who's am I? Am I I've, did, did I basically fall asleep in that no. game? Or... No, I, okay. No, I, as you know, I'm a fanboy. I like him a lot, and he, he didn't come in and set the world on fire. No way, he didn't do that. But I thought he did a very, very solid de- like de- debut. And de- but he brings what I like so much with him. It's he's one of um, yeah, Crotty is probably, but he's he's pretty much like Crotty, but stronger, bigger and stronger Crotty. And that, I like that combination a lot. So it's super, super smart play, football player. But also has immense strength, you know. And what I like, I talked about this before in the show. I compared his like tackling technique and a little bit uh, the way he disposes his body. It's like, it's almost like he knows jujitsu. You know how to like fully utilize every little ounce of strength he has in his full body. You know, he can really take down much, much bigger guys with quite some ease to. And on the other hand, you see when he's defending, he rarely bounces off someone. He always sucks them up. 
he sucks him up always. And and then he has all the flesh stuff too. And that's what I think I I predict such a beautiful and prosperous future for him in the black UFC. I thought in that third test he played um pretty well. Uh, not the third one when he played in the second one. Um whenever he played. Whatever test it was he played in. He played he played a match where he started off doing just what the basic sort of thing right. Like he didn't see him take the ball up much. Um he offloaded, created you know, took tackles and pass. Um as that match wore on and ultimately the result did grind down to, to what would be in the bag, I definitely noticed his game change. Uh he didn't pass, he just ran. And he tried to beat defenders consistently time over time over time over time. His game definitely changed when he knew that he could probably try and be a bit more adventurous and see how far and how much he can test himself and how much he can test the defender. So uh, I definitely noticed two different games from Goodhue uh, in that test uh, when he did play. So I, I thought everything was good because you, you, you want, yeah, he, he kind of felt it out. And to see, obviously knowing that it's going to be a bit different, knowing that he's going to have to, you know, develop and learn and, and it's going to be a step up for him. So he definitely built into that test quite nicely. And, and he, he did nothing wrong and he, yeah, did very well. What do you reckon, Paul? You pick, Paul, a question for you. I mean, you reckon it's, uh, was ordered from the coach's box to good you, but in the second half, try to run, run a little bit more? Uh, yes, I probably was. You, you, you see a lot of teams will, will suddenly change at half time. And yeah, the coaches had a word with them and said, Hey, look, come on, mate, here's your opportunity. Go for it. Um, and I, I thought he had a, I, I say, I thought, I thought he had a solid game, but a quiet game. Um, and not as, uh, and yeah. Uh, so I, I didn't think he did anything wrong. I just didn't think he, I didn't think he set the world on fire. Uh, but clearly, uh, everyone else saw a lot more of it than I did. I, I probably had switched off by that point and given up and was you know, was feeling that's... sick. Um, so I wasn't I wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, Paul, you like the peak, the peacock kind of player, the, the flashy I, ones. And as as we're going to talk of peacocks, then um, Rico Iwani, um cemented himself. Yes, yeah, good. Oh, eleven. Nice segue. Nice segue. <laughs> Finally, you nailed one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to nail a few tonight. Jeez. Um, Rico Iwani, um, uh, yeah, the 11 jerseys all his. Yep. Top, the, top, top of the tree, <laughs> still nothing changed there. Um, nope. On the other wing, though, Naholo, given an opportunity and didn't really grab it. In my, um, played okay, but not, didn't, didn't, didn't sort of, yeah, didn't, didn't take his opportunity, I don't think. Yeah, he was, he was pretty average, I guess you could say about him. Um, definitely tried. Didn't do, uh, no, defensively he was a bit average as well. So I, I'll definitely say not nowhere near his best test match. Um, nowhere near even a, a good test match for him at all. Uh, yeah, probably a bit frustrated. Um, tried to probably try too hard and, and do a bit too much, uh, which well, it was a bit of a shame. But I mean, we we talked about guys earlier that can change a game in a flash. He's a guy that can do that. Even though he's playing badly, he's not a guy that gives up. He's not a guy that throws it away. He's not a guy that drops his head. So even though that game wore on, he was playing f- pretty poorly, he still kept going, and he still kept that intensity high, which is which is good. Um, so, yeah, it, it carry on the rest of the season with the Highlanders for him, and um, I still think he's in the mix, but just, just had a bad day. Yeah, I think, I mean, the only thing we can tell is probably opens, if, if, uh, Milner Scudder can up his game, like, a little, little bit, a little bit more, it's, that, yeah, this series probably helped Milner Scudder get closer to the starting lineup without actually even playing. 
Yeah, and he was the other name that I was going to say is yeah, is, is, is Milner Scudder uh, that maybe maybe he has or yeah got the opportunity now if he performs well in the last sort of three to five games that the Hurricane well they'll have at least four games um, the Hurricanes have in Super Rugby has the opportunity to yeah to get above Naholo and uh, and get a starting jersey after again another player with two years of injuries since the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. And how long is he going to last as well? Is, is yeah. So, I mean, True. to be fair, that, that number 14 jumper wasn't the greatest throughout their whole series. Um, and, and you're talking about Ben Smith. You're going to probably talk about him as, as a fullback. But on his time on the wing, yeah, we know what a great player is. He's great in the air. Uh, he's a safe player, does things very well. But he was pretty, um, especially out the wing, kind of, it's hard to say lost, but... Just it's not, not as effective, same. I think. It's not it's, the yeah, same. Yeah, not the same as when he's at fullback. Just doesn't have the same impact. But still, I mean, to have him still covering at the back, uh, dropping back from the wing is still good. But you don't, you don't have that that uh, amazing flashy stuff you're going to get from you know one of those wingers like Milner Scudder or, or Naholo when they're good. But yeah, you know, he still did get involved, scored himself a couple of tries as well. Um, but there was Ben Smith tries, wasn't it? It was just him, bang. Well, there he is. Pops it off and he's sort of try around in the stick. So it was typical Ben Smith. Didn't matter what number order was on his back when he scored those tries. But um, yeah, not a fan of him on the wing. Yeah, and as you say, um, Ben Smith still is that first name on the sh- that, that will play oh, yeah. every game. Uh, the only question is what number he's going to wear. And uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, he's still top of the tree. Uh, and I mean, they did say a couple of years ago that he was the first name they put down, and then they put everything yeah. down. They but they will find a jersey for him to play. Um, because oh, he's yeah. Oh, yeah. He's vice captain, too. Don't forget that either. Well, that's true, yes. Uh, and he's also vice captain when um, when Reed's captain as well, which is interesting. So he didn't, <laughs> yeah. he didn't get promoted um, when Reed dropped. So that's that's an interesting one. Um, but it's not ideal to be captain when you're fullback because you're pretty far away from everyone. The um, one side so reckons it's a grubby crime not to have Bender at fullback. Um, so well, yes, but captaining from there is difficult. You say you can't because you can't, you don't get the time to talk to the ref, uh, and yeah, the ref likes to talk to the uh, the, the captain only. Well, kind of. Um, <laughs> and then the, the final name to discuss, um, Jordy Barrett. Then uh, did him, did did uh, did absolutely fine. Kept us off in the he'll he'll still be part of the squad, uh, and is yeah going to be a future starter somewhere. We're just not sure if it will be twelve, fifteen, or thirteen. Yeah, I mean, Jordy Barrett's a bit like Ben Smith. You kind of would find a jersey for him somewhere. Um, he won't be the first name on there, but he'll be on a jersey somewhere in that team. Uh, versatile, just overall good player. I mean, he, it's almost unfair, isn't it, for him to be that that, that tall and that big and strong, yet <laughs> to, to, to be that agile and skillful at the same time, and he can kick. It's like... It, it's it's not really fair for anyone else, you know. I, I'm poor Mackenzie's really sitting there going, "Why couldn't I have a little bit of that height on me?" And I'll, I'll probably be twice the player. Um, but yeah, he, he he's he's great all round. I mean, at 21 as well. Like this, this kid's going to be around for a long time. And I mean, why why really rush him to cement a place? Just use him as an asset. Just anywhere yeah. and everywhere he can go. Like just he he's the ultimate hole filler for problems. Yes. You've got an injury to a guy in midfield. Pff, just put Jordy there. Oh, yeah, he's I, off very well. Geordie's good. I mean, to, to debut against the Lions, I mean, that, uh, that, that was insane. That was, was insane. Just, insane. And, and to play how he did, 
I mean, he was the best all black player. He yeah. was the best all black player by some distance in that game. Too. I mean, He's next level. He, he is next level, and he he will be a star for a long time. He'll go down. He'll go down beside Daniel Carter as as you know, one of the greats. Wow. Not not as a fly half. No pressure. Great, no pressure. Great all black. No pressure. You're in. No pressure. You're in. <laughs> ben Smith, <laughs> Daniel Carter. Jordy Barrett, Bowden Barrett. I mean, the Barrett family, the White Lock family and Barrett family are going to be legendary all-black names, aren't they? And in 20 yeah. years' time, we'll be talking about that going, oh, if only we had the White Lock boys back. Um, yeah. Oh, but, but they, they're going to have children. It's going to come another event. Like, it's going to be even more Barrett, Barrett and White Lock. <laughs> we have the Barrett all-blacks and the, the White Lock all-blacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I did, um, I, I did watch a Barrett play at the weekend. Uh, not uh, in, in club rugby down here uh, down here in Taranaki. Uh, so yeah, there's there's, there's other 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 um, brothers who can also and also sisters uh, who who could uh, have a few kids. So yeah, the next generation of, of, of Barretts from that from those grandparents would yeah there will be enough yeah. players to have an entire team. Um, it's going to be like the royal family of New Zealand in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, I, but I reckon about Jordy Barrett. I think that, like the major reason why we gave him a couple of starts in the in the fullback jerseys, they just want to feel him out so we have a re- proper replacement for Ben Smith. That's what we've got. So I don't I don't think we have a doubt in our mind that they're going to start Ben Smith in the in the important tests in the World Cup at fullback. They just want cover. Yeah, exactly. I say Jordy will be around the squad. He'll be in the squad, um, and then post rugby World Cup, he'll get a jersey that's his that he keeps. Um, yeah. But uh, but for now he's a squad player, and a very able squad player. <laughs> yeah, but 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 great prospect of playing because how big are the chances that the top fifteen player is going to be injury free when World Cup comes around? It's very unlikely. Oh, I've a player that can at that level as well and know what he's got to do. But it's kind of interesting. So at, at wing or in, that, in those back threes, we have got quite a lot of depth uh, in the in the centres. We talk about five That's players. Insane. In the back, back three. Um, there's, a lot, there's, a lot of depth in there's a lot of depth in the centres. We talked about five different players in centres. And then we say, okay, how many scrum halves uh, have played for the All Blacks that are available now in the last two years? Two. Two. Brad Weber. Brad, okay, so he said one. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, how, how many... Um, how many oh, tens... Paul played for the All Blacks. There's four, isn't he? He has, not in the last, I'm sorry, I don't think he's played in the last two years, though. Oh. Before he went off to sevens, I think. Citation needed. Anyway, um, uh, again, also, tens. How many tens have played for the All Blacks uh, in the, the last two years that are available? Just three. Uh, we got down to number five, remember, with, um, with Beaver. So uh, there's, uh, in, in a couple of World Cups ago. So there are definitely question marks around depth for the All Blacks in some positions. Uh, it's, it's not universally across the whole squad that there's depth uh, automatically there. Now, players hem, players like Hempo and Frizzell have stepped up and played absolutely fine. Uh, so maybe the depth is there. But there are some positions where it's a bit of an unknown uh, compared to others, I would say. Yeah, but it's also, it's also much trickier, I think, to build depth in the in the half positions, in the 9-10 jerseys. Those two jerseys, you need... You need it's easier to see that you can just like jump in and have a have a stormer playing in the back row or in the second row or even in the front row, but to come in to have a stormer as a fly half or a scrum half, you know, that's take some doing. Oh yeah, but there's different having stormer just actually having some game time, um, and the, the you you could pick three fly three scrum halves and say okay, 
you know what, guys, um, you all get some game time. Uh, yeah. Whereas, but they decided not to do that. Uh, they could they could have picked three flyhards and said you all get you all get game time. They decided not to do that, and it only happened because of injury. Um, but but I think let's do our favorite pastime. You know, instead of focusing on problems for the old, like look at the Wallaby situation. They have nothing with that. <laughs> <Foley. laughs> <laughs> they have nothing. <laughs> if one of the That's we have serious problems. This is a this is the old black situation. <laughs> Uh, but whilst we can use it just as a, as a quick well, poke because we don't like the... It's, <laughs> it's allowed to bash the wallabies on the old back show, isn't it? <laughs> I have no problem with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's fair, isn't it fair? Now, Christian's always said this is a long slow show, long slow, long show tonight, and he's right, it is. Um, it's because I'm on it, that's why. I was going to well, say, yes, we've got Steve, so here, yeah, but there's, there's no surprise yeah. ever run um, again. It's, it's, it's extra large tonight. And uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to save question three, which is looking forward to the rest of the season uh, for next week. We will give you our views as to where how the rest of the season looks for the All Blacks. Uh, and I think we are going to wrap it up there. Unless there's any final comments looking back over the last month you want to make. No, I think we should, we should have like a, some, some small question here in the end, just to wrap it up. It's, you can just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what should we take here? Come on, no, wait, come on, I, have, I have one uh, thing. I have yeah. one thing before... I know he didn't want to touch on it too much, but the referees throughout that series, I would like to defer the blame off them and to the rules of the game. But I think yeah, uh, stop, every stop, stop, referee stop, stop, in the series... Stop. We do not have rules in rugby. We have laws. Have laws. laws. Sorry, the laws of the game. So the law book. Um, law. Off to jail for everyone. Um, because you look at all those decisions, even other series overseas, international series going on, the same things. The referee, and as much as the referee in that second test, Gardner, I think it was that did that test, as much as I dislike that guy and really think he is a poor referee, he refereed that game really, really well. And I'll say, if anything, he had a good, good game refereeing that match. And to the letter of the law, he did referee everything correctly. Um, but the whole controversy over things is, is due to the way that the laws are interpreted uh, by referees. So, um, and commentator like and pundits. And everyone, yeah. But I just want to I say, mean, I, I don't think there's, fully it's there's referees. There's some commentators who they really don't, they don't really don't help the cause, you know, by bashing referees when actually referees have made the right call. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I have it. I have like a long love story with it, but I, to be honest, I don't. We should not go too deep into this. But I've had a little bit of a turn off in rugby over the last three weeks because it's just getting too much with the ref bashing, and with like endless law discussions, you know, what is right and wrong. It's it's taking way too much focus away from the game, and this is. We talked about this a little bit yesterday too. I mean, if this not like it's properly addressed before the World Cup, and it's going to go on like this in the World Cup, because right now we're like now we're the little family watching the rugby. You know, the whole world is not watching right now. But when World Cup comes around, the whole world is going to watch, and it's going to go on like this. It's going to be an S bomb, a big S bomb, and rugby is going to lose big time of it. Um, no, I mean, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I understand uh, the. Um that's uh, yeah, I, I, and it's something I've been harping on about, or or, or banging the drum for for a couple of for for a, probably about a year or so now, in that the, the yeah the mainstream media and the commentators need to stop bashing the game. They are part of the problem, uh, and yeah. they decided basically about what was it three years ago when the conference system came out, they had a little listen. They went, oh, it's got people complaining about conferences. We're going to complain about conferences and go full in, and they doubled down. And ever since then, 
it just seems to be let's just bash rugby because it gets clicks and it's just been and it, it's been building and building ever since Super Rugby started the conference system basically uh, so what's that that's 2016 um, when that started and it just seems to have just been just continuously since then and oh no conference started in 2012 um, yes after 2011 well was that when they went yes. thank you no 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 but they started conference before that they had New Zealand conference Australian conference and South African conference oh okay yeah but okay, so but yeah it really was when, when they brought the Hagarais and, and some wolves in they they all decided that yeah they'd had enough of this conference stuff and they were just going to go foot, that um, expansion was wrong um, and they just went me- mega negative in 2016 onwards um, and so that and that to me really uh, yeah they, they need to stop that uh, and but you're also right that they need to the the world rugby doesn't help itself and again this is something that started in 2015 is that they now start to throw referees under the bus which is just crazy um, of them the 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 Angus Gardner one was just nuts you don't say we'll rescind the red card no you say yes the red card was correct and but that was sufficient punishment we're not going to add any extra bans yeah absolutely that way yeah, I agree. That way, the referee's got it right, but the guy doesn't miss any more games. We get the same result. Um, it's the right thing to do. But no, they decide to rescind and throw him under the bus saying, oh, he didn't have enough angles, enough time to well, look at it. Yeah. It took forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, one of the things we, one of the things we discussed last night was yeah, the TMOs take too long. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean so, you, you, you said too, Steve, that you have been watching some of the... Uh, the Forbidden Sport World Cup that's playing right now. <laughs> How I mean, it's, it hasn't hasn't been perfect, but look at the time they, they use when using BIA. It's so fast. I mean, I can only dream if rugby can do it that fast. Usually, it's under thirty seconds to make the decision. The referee watched three replays. Bang, decision made. Yeah, and it's decision made. That's it. Yeah. Stop. Done. Yeah. No, there's no afterthought. It's just just done. Um, yeah, I. I kind of feel, like I say, I'm not a fan of Gardner as a referee, but I feel they really did let him down, and, and they're letting their employees down um, as a result of that too, because these are guys that, that represent their game in, a, in effect of, of on the field. So, um, yeah, I agree. They should have said, okay, yep, fair call, red card, he's paid the punishment, go on to, to the second, the third test. So, yeah, uh, really, really bad, and, and they're copying it big time now from everyone as well. Um, even Hanson's jumping on the bandwagon, giving them a bit of a boot. So, yeah, that, that's always, I guess, carries a bit more weight, I guess, when Hanson jumps on board as well, because they don't like to upset the All Blacks or, or the, the brand, as they call it. But, so, hey, who knows? But I don't like his idea about challenges. Have you seen this? Because the whole idea of doing challenge like you're doing cricket and tennis is you get, like, pretty much exact evidence. Was it in? Was it out? Mm. But if you're going to do a challenge in rugby, it's still going to be interpretation of the laws. Someone's going to interpret it. Was it? I don't think it's going to bring. It's not. It's not. I don't think it's going to help the game at all if you have challenges. So opinion based. It's, it's what they have in NFL now, isn't it? I think as well. Like, yeah, but they have. I mean, their law book is way simpler. It's way simpler because rugby's law book is. It's just. Have you ever any of you guys watched like when we go to a sighting hearing? Like the report that comes out when you see the full report and all for what the defense present. This is, I mean, you can, you can have court cases for like minor crimes, but it's less complicated. 
And what I heard another thing I haven't even thought about yesterday. So that someone started thinking, how much money is this actually costing? <laughs> you think these people working inside the committees preparing defense working for free? Oh, no. Oh. oh, no, absolutely. It is. It, there is the. It's and what, I mean, so one of my articles I wrote at the last Rotary World Cup was uh, basically um, is the is, is the is, is how much money your lawyer costs. Uh, does, does that impact your how, how long your ban is? Um, and uh, I did an article on it and looked at it. And, uh, and yeah, there's definitely an element of that that basically the tier one nations can afford um, better, better lawyers and therefore their players have a little less ban than the it's not it's not oh, you mean the tier one the tier ones get us get, get yeah. shorter bands than the than the tier two teams yeah. do in, in the rugby world cup because their lawyers are better and that's not where we want to be going with all this kind of stuff no wrong. no 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 um so yes the definitely let down by the ref by well, world rugby has let let down the referees uh, and the law book as well as you say it's not been the referee and any of the first test fine he he did get that one wrong he should have slowed down and mm -hmm. seen a replay um, the, the, the arm did hit the ball, but uh, up until that point, I thought he was. That was his first ever Tier One Test match. I thought he was doing well, and that's when the June Test, the November Test are when you want guys having their first Tier One Test matches. You don't want it during yep. the Rugby Championship. You don't want it during the Six Nations, and you definitely don't want it at the Rugby World Cup. So nope. these guys have got to be given a chance at some point. That was the perfect time to do it, and yeah, unfortunately, these things. They, they will make mistakes in their first game. Um, they should not be hung out to dry on their first game. No, um, but we, it is the problem. Still, is I think it is deeper. As we talked about yesterday, too, it is pretty much mission impossible to even have a fair chance of ref a game in rug, rugby in a like a pretty clean and good way. It's because it's just too complicated, and it's too many moving parts, and they're too fast, they're too strong, and basically these laws and the whole idea of a game was built on having just one referee going to ref them was built around much smaller guys much, running much slower and doing having more of like an honest code. I mean, there are some bad things, but now, I mean, there's no way you can say, I mean, every, we've seen this all the time. If you watch a replay of a rugby game, you just slow it down and watch a little bit breakdown. You can find penalties everywhere all the time. Well, they that, are like lit. As you say, the original laws were built around, effectively, a self-policing rug. Yeah. That basically, if you did too much, you, if you got on the wrong side of the ball, you got raked. If you mm -hmm. got involved in any... any, any, any and you complain talk, about my language. Come on, Dan. <laughs> raked, <laughs> raked, as in, as in a... Yeah. 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 Raked. A drape, draped. Uh, all right, all right. Raked. Not raked. Raked. Okay, okay, okay. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> um, raked. R-A-K-E-D. Um, or something. Other word wouldn't be wrong either, actually. I mean, um, it's in the ballpark. The... Um, <laughs> Um, and, if, and if and if you got into any skullduggery in the rucks, then basically punches were thrown, and both sides had a hard man, and it was his job to throw a punch at some point to to to, to, to self police the rucks. Now we've removed the self policing, but we haven't added anything extra in to police it, apart from yeah. it's the same guy still has to now suddenly police an awful lot more, because before he could just let the boys do it, sort it out, let the boys play, um, as the Egg Chasers podcast say, and yeah, that's just. Uh, that that that's all gone. So there's no self policing anymore, uh, which would would have would have sorted some of this stuff out. I mean, another thing I also I mean, 
I mean, you know, when you watch old rugby clips, when they do the scrums. I love this. Hang on. This, 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 is, this is a, we'll have one short little quick question to finish the show. All right, no, 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 but I'm in the mood here. I mean, well, we're now going to right. talk about scrums. We could be here. No, but, we are but you have seen it. Where did it all go wrong? Where did it all go wrong? Oh. Steve, when you watch the old videos of scrums, you know, the they don't... Oh, <laughs> I, I, England rugby is where it all went wrong. Yeah, I don't know if you can still hear that. You know, playing teen man rugby—that's been the demise. We're talking about so we've, here, right? now so we, we wrap up the show now. Thank you very much for today. <laughs> How dare you? No, <laughs> so scrums. <laughs> the, the, the scrums basically were a bunch of guys would come together quickly, throw the ball in, and it goes off. We let's play, and then. The All Blacks decided, actually, if you get a bit of a push on, you can steal their ball. And so they actually started properly. And, and the scrums weren't that much, weren't, weren't, I mean, they clearly weren't as uncompetitive as rugby league scrums. But they weren't much more than that, if you look at some of the old ones. And suddenly the, the, the All Blacks decided, hey, if we take this seriously, we can, re we can actually get the ball. And everyone went, oh, hang on, we've got to get serious now. Do some real pushing and stuff. And suddenly that's what descended into what it has done today. Um, but yes, the uh, the early shove on the All Blacks realised they could actually just walk over it and uh, and do that, and that's uh, that's that's where it all came from. Well, that what winners? W. The Ws. <laughs> he's, he's, he's down with the youth, and I'm just old. I've got no idea what he's talking about. Um, do you want to take to get the win, Paul? Get the win. Catch up. <laughs> um. Cool. Are we done? All right, I'm, I'm done, Paul. Done if you now? want to wrap it up now. <laughs> Steve, you done? I'm not going to start another one. I'm done. <laughs> oh, dear. Hit the like button, subscribe, all of that kind of lovely stuff. Steve, where can people see your wonderful videos? You can find me. Cornflake is the name. The crib is the place. Um, you can find me there on YouTube. We've got all sorts of things going on. Bit of gaming. Pretty much everything rugby and sport related. Um, opinion stuff. All sorts of stuff. So I uh, come... Come stop by and um, hit that little red button that says subscribe because we all like that. And, um, yeah, come say hi. Um, and uh, Herman's got nowhere uh, – well, sorry, Herman's actually on, on that side. It's, it's mirrored. So anytime you look at looking at Steve, I look that way. When I look at Herman looking that way, it's, it's all very confusing. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, Herman's a, a social ghost, so uh, just come and find him on <laughs> at Driving More. Social. Um, and uh, – um, please, yeah, subscribe, hit the bell as well so you don't miss any of the videos because notifications don't really work on YouTube. Uh, and if you look at the pin... They stopped comment, working lately, haven't they? Notification no, on YouTube. Not, no, we're not going into social media. Um, <laughs> no, but just, you can just... Conf I'm just trying to give like an easy way out here, you know, like, yeah, it's not working as good, la, la, la. Okay, but... But Paul is on script now. I should not interrupt him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hit subscribe, hit the bell. Then you will definitely get notified. Um, and uh, the other option is obviously uh, is to the, the pinned comment is a link to my uh, newsletter. So obviously hit that as well. Cool. Um, thank you very much for joining me. It's been a blast. It's taken forever, but it's been absolutely great fun. <laughs> thank you, boys. Um, Steve, you back again tomorrow night for the preview? It's my fault. Uh, hopefully, well, hopefully we will. Yes. Uh, and Shane will be joining me as well. So, yes, so we could we could also have another three-hour um, Super Rugby preview tomorrow <laughs> night. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll try and keep it down to an hour. Anyway, thank you, everybody. Um, and enjoy whatever rugby you're watching this weekend. <laughs>